an incredible true story. We are the Spy Fi Guys, and this is Razi. Welcome to the Spy Fi Guys, where we cover spy facts, spy fiction, and everything in between. I'm Christian. And I'm Zach. And today we are covering our second Indian movie, uh, Razi. Yes. How was your vacation, Christian? We took the month of August off. Yeah, it was, I mean, busy, good, lots of things happened. We'll, we'll not get into it here. <laughs> okay. And today, joining us for our second Bollywood movie, Razi, is a guest star. Hi. <laughs> so this is Candace. Would you like to introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about what you do, Candace? Sure. Um, I'm I'm Candace. I... Um met you guys at AwesomeCon. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I have a podcast myself. Uh, my podcast is Media and Monuments. And we talk to industry professionals about screen-based media production. And it's a service of Women in Film and Video, which is a nonprofit that's based here in uh, Washington, D.C. And I'm the vice president of that as well. Very cool. And aside from that, I'm just a movie lover, a visual mm-hmm. artist, a general creative. There's, you know, that's, that's, one facet of me, but there's many. <laughs> as, as are most people, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so, actually, since you said you're you know, a lover of you know film in general, how many Indian films have you seen? So what's interesting is I'm pretty non-discriminating generally about mm-hmm. genre and style, and I watch a lot, I like a lot. There's a few that I'm less excited about. Mm-hmm. I find pretty classic horror just to be a little silly for me it's not that it's scary i just find it (laughs) often too dumb to enjoy um and i'm not a huge fan of bollywood films so when you guys recommended this i wasn't sure if it was going to be leaning too far into that like over the top and i i like over the top absurd Mm -hmm. things it's just for some reason that genre is not one of my favorites but i was surprised that i was pleasantly surprised that this one was just just an indian movie it wasn't like a crazy uh cranked up bollywood type thing once again folks there is no singing and dancing i mean there is singing there is singing yeah that's true there's no musical (laughs) numbers yeah well i mean that depends how you define a musical number per se but we'll get into it we'll get to it there um, Zach, I, I feel like I don't know if you talked about this when we covered, uh, what was it, pa- Parmanu, the story of Pakran, our first Indian film. Mm-hmm. What's your experience with Indian film cinema? Before the podcast? Yeah. I think I had seen Slumdog Millionaire and that was it. Okay. All right. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, similar here. Like, I think I'd seen, actually, I'd seen Bride and Prejudice, which is a joint uh, American and uh, Bollywood production. And then, yeah, I saw this and then of course there was the hit that you know um of rrr which is not a bollywood it's tollywood which is a telugu different region of uh, india so mm-hmm. i have seen that and that was amazing i loved it that is sort of your <laughs> more over the top ridiculous yeah. and um got the, the singing and dancing in there so i was a little disappointed zach when there was no was there was no dancing and, <laughs> and only one song in this one i'm, well, I'm well, waiting for the big looking. yeah <laughs> But speaking of RR, the main star of this film, whose name now, of course, escapes me. Um, Alia Bhatt. Alia Bhatt is in RRR. Okay. Oh, I, I, I want to see RRR. I've heard I, uh, I would highly recommend things. it. You just, <laughs> just got to be in the right frame of mind for it. But mm-hmm. And then uh, Alia Bhatt is also in the most recent like Netflix movie with uh, Gal Gadot, Heart oh. of Stone. I believe okay. so. She's starting to come up, become more well known to 
Western audiences. She's very big in the Indian uh, Indian world. But yeah, mm-hmm. so just figured out we'd cover that just what everyone's background is with Indian cinema. Yeah. Yeah. I recently watched a Bollywood movie that I'm not going to try to pronounce its name, but mm-hmm. it features Priyanka Chopra, who we ah. recently saw mm-hmm. in Citadel oh, that's on right. Amazon yes. Prime. <laughs> All right. So shall we get into it, Zach? Well, let's get our uh, synopsises. What is the plural? <laughs> As always, we shall begin with our poetry synopsis. And here's the haiku. In arranged marriage, killing leads to more killing. Was it all worth it? Mm. All right. They're both kind of dark. The movie is not dark, except at the very end. It's kind of dark. I wouldn't say it's a lighthearted romp or anything. (laughs) That's true. Okay, and then here is the limerick. There once was a girl from Kashmir who battled through grief and through fear. She pancaked a dude and poisoned him a boob, but lost what she once had held dear. Ooh, oh, wow. I like that that's way good. better than the that's, haiku. That's nice, yeah. The limerick like Thank you, thank you. <laughs> Here's the real synopsis from, from IMDb. IMDb. <laughs> yes. A Kashmiri woman agrees to marry a Pakistani army officer in order to spy on Pakistan during the Indo-Pakistan War of 1971. And that will definitely hold the title for most mentions of the word Pakistan in <laughs> an IMDb summary that I have ever seen. Brief other question before we really get into it. What do you folks know about the Indian-Pakistan War of 1971? Because I know nothing. Ooh, I know absolutely nothing. <laughs> yeah. <All right. laughs> History is um, not my strong suit. Yeah. I'm not big on like remembering wars. Yeah. Okay. So we start off sort of in the Arabian Sea on an aircraft carrier. Apparently it's been 46 years since the Pakistan uh, and Indian War in 1971 so do the math that's what 2017 yeah so there'll be a reveal this is a bookend it bookends the movie yeah and mm-hmm. if you don't mind skipping it it's revealed that her son uh, yes. at the end is one of these officers and the, i was like wow this production value they got a carrier they got yeah, planes it looks good yeah we're off to a good start so the reveal here is there's a businessman who seems to be trusted by both sides is he would you say he's a triple agent uh i think no i think he's a double agent a double agent or mm-hmm. actually well so he work he's indian mm-hmm. and meant he's to never know <laughs> trusted by pakistan and so they think he's working he's just you know providing information but um but he's actually working for India. So I think he's just a double agent. Yeah, I think he's just a double agent because yeah. the Pakistanis don't think he's an Indian spy. No. But he I is. think he's just a per- person who can provide information. And he does. That's that's how he maintains his cover. He does provide some useful information sometimes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which is cool. So then yeah. he can no longer do the job, but he gets his daughter to do it instead. And why can he not do his job anymore? Because he has cancer for like, I think he has four months to live or less than four months to live or something like that. Yeah. So. Yeah. Well, the the guy talking on the carrier was not the dad. So no, you, no. it's kind of sounded like that for a second. So you, after you cut away from the carrier, you're seeing this guy who is working yeah. as a double or as a like informant. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I'm going to be honest. I saw the movie twice, and I had some trouble telling apart all the guys with the 70s mustaches. <laughs> and, and I was trying to figure out how they were all related to each other. And oh, yeah. the second time around, I just kind of went with the flow. 
Hmm. Candace, do you think it was like a Saving Private Ryan thing where the guy was like, de- it was the same guy, just de-aged? <laughs> uh, no, I mean, they didn't look the same to me. So it was <laughs> it was uh, a, a different, I mean, it was an older version of that one like officer guy. But then when mm-hmm. you see her father, her father is uh, a completely different character yeah. who meets with that guy. So <laughs> Right. Um, but yeah, so he, name, so, he, yeah. so he gets his daughter to join and we meet her at university and Christian, do, what, this what is my did favorite we cover? Scene. What, what did we cover that this reminded you of? Is it Alias? Yes, that's uh-huh. right. I was waiting for her to go to the Dave Matthews concert. <laughs> so uh-huh. Alia Bhatt's character's name is Simat Khan at this point. She becomes Simat Sayyid when she gets married. So she can't stand the sight of blood, which I thought was going to come back later. If it was a Hollywood movie, I think it would have come back later. But it didn't. But you do catch that she's got like a photographic memory. She remembers immediately like some like someone's phone number. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. They established that she's up. really good with numbers. Yeah. But I mean, we can't forget to point out, because this was my favorite scene in the movie oh, yes. as mm-hmm. someone who is obsessed with squirrels. Um, <laughs> oh yes. <laughs> the, the the ground squirrels. They're more yeah. they look more chipmunk esque for our country, but yeah, they're they're the little squirrels in there that yeah, to show that she's got this kind heart and establish yeah. that she's sweet and cares about life and saves this little squirrel from getting run over. But I, I actually had the moment of oh squirrels. I got very excited. So <laughs> I needed to, I needed to make a point yeah. that that yeah. is that the squirrel squirrels are in this movie, so go see it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's a scene a cat she saves a squirrel mm-hmm. right yeah but unfortunately so it was all downhill after that candace <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't all downhill but uh it was a highlight i will say that oh, was yeah. a highlight oh, yeah. and they you know they didn't over cgi anything it was real yeah. squirrels and i was very pleasantly surprised to see that so Just yeah there's only one points. part where i think i feel like they did do some cgi a and, little bit uh, we'll get to it if it's the same i'm curious if it's the same part that you think that uh other people will notice it. So, mm-hmm. yeah, so she's going to take over as um, the informant, as the person who's going to be spying in India. And her father is going to arrange a marriage with one of his friends in Pakistan as a cover for her. So there's a really interesting emotional conflict here because mm-hmm. her dad will die right. while she's gone. And she doesn't want to leave him, but she mm-hmm. has to. Yeah. Right. But she points out that she is his daughter and they were, they both have the same sentiment of country before anything else. So Mm -hmm. she feels it's her duty to do this, to carry on his legacy kind of. Yeah. Yeah. So so do you guys want to talk about this? (laughs) The the nationalism. So the other Bollywood movie we covered, (laughs) Parmanu, it was criticized for being literally flag waving. I, mean, I, I still liked it. I still liked it too. It was interesting. Like it's one of the. It was because yeah, the the enemy in that film was America, so that was very interesting. It was like being on the other side of. Oh, the enemy is the CIA, and they're trying to get get away from them. This one, I mean, because it's two countries that I don't have necessarily a strong connection to. Mm-hmm. I don't necessarily feel that I. I don't know if I had the criticism of it being two nationalists on one side or the other. I did read some interesting things on it that some thought it was too friendly to the Pakistani. I really did not see that. Personally. I don't know. Or, or, well, I think, I don't know. I don't know. The, this is what stuff I read on Wikipedia. Like some, there were some critics mm-hmm. who thought it was that because it humanized them. Okay. So I wanted to just comment though. They yeah. say a couple times to give away my favorite quote. Yeah. One of them. They're like, nothing is more important than country. 
Mm-hmm. So I feel like as cynical Americans who live in Washington, D.C., <laughs> that comes off as very not something we would normally see in Hollywood mm. movies. It's just mm. so I mean, not now. Back, say, in 1942, all over the place. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. That's a good point. Or even in 2001. Yeah, I do think that the movie did a good job. I mean, not to jump too far ahead, but it does point out, since you're talking about the nationalism of it, I did like at the end when, you know, there's the perspective. I don't want to give it away or anything, but I don't know how much you give away. Do you give away the whole movie? Here? I, mean, I don't know. Depends. Okay. <laughs> um, oh, yes. I just like that the the husband appreciated the perspective and kind mm. of was saying, you know, she was doing stuff for her country just like we would have done. It, yeah. It's sort of yeah. like gi- mm-hmm. giving the, we understand. We might not agree, but we understand. And it's kind of the same motivation. Yeah. So everyone has their own side to the story, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All's fair in love and spying, which yeah. there's plenty of both in this movie. Yep, yep. I love me a montage, so I really mm-hmm. enjoyed this sort of training montage. Training montage. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it just goes on and on, yeah. Learning Morse code and then the fighting uh, training, or not really fight. Well, she had a little bit of fight training, but then really the gun training. And then all through it, her trainer is like, you know, throwing things at her or doing yeah. things to keep her on her guard. And so once again, and this isn't even really a criticism, I just think it's funny. There's yeah. setups and no payoffs. She learns how to fight, never fights. She can't stand the sight of blood, never has to deal with blood. Well, I think it's more. It's probably more for the audience of, all right, you're sending this, you know, 20-something year, or no, not even 20-something, just 20-year-old girl. Mm-hmm. They have to show that they're doing something to train her to defend yeah. herself. And that's, you know, just your standard cinematics shorthand. Oh, you're a spy. You have to learn how to fight. And shoot yeah, a gun. she's generally prepared. Yeah. <laughs> but right. they did do a classic montage. Uh, at least the montage had the payoff, you know, mm. where she's, right. you know, upset when he pushes her down a few times and at the end you know she takes him down and there's that moment of like you've learned you're ready now you know so that it had <laughs> yeah, that yeah that's true so they get married or mm-hmm. is it just a pre-wedding i ceremony? think that was the wedding itself you think it was i think the wedding? yeah and she's crossing the border great scenery and we get the title rosy i like that yeah, that came, that came pretty late into it, yeah. I, I thought. Yeah. I was like, oh, we're, okay, here we are. Now it's Rosie. But I do think it was it's nicely convenient for them that they uh, can do arranged marriages, that that's part of their culture. Right. Otherwise, that... it'd be really hard to make that work. <laughs> yeah. So apparently, Rosie, according to Wikipedia, translated means both agree and secretive. Huh. Well, okay. <laughs> yeah, I know that's what. I said. Yeah, that's like literally the first part of the Wikipedia article. It says Razi translated agree slash secretive. So mm-hmm. interesting. Yeah, good title for this kind of movie then. So she meets all of the other family members who she she's sort of been briefed about. Each one of them has like a code name. I've right. like the eagle, the, the the wolf or something, the wolf, the mouse, <laughs> the cat, all that, etc. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. it's like her, you know, her her in-laws and then her brother and sister-in-law and law and then her husband seems actually pretty considerate though he's like i know that like on their wedding night he's like you know i know this was arranged by our parents so i will sleep on this couch over here and mm-hmm. you know we'll, until we get to know each other better it's like oh Decent. Yeah, they they establish that he's a decent guy and i think yeah. also when they first meet they also establish they kind of are at least slightly attracted to one another, yeah. I think. You know, he's a good looking guy. She's she's a pretty woman. You know, it's kind of I think they're they're kind of like, oh, well, 
establishing if there wasn't all this spying, maybe they could have worked <laughs> out, you know? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, that mustache, what's not to like? Exactly. <laughs> uh, hey, mustaches are back in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they um, are. They're making a comeback. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so they also, she also meets the servants, one of whom yeah. is named Abdul, and he's an Indian. Mm-hmm. Would you guys but say he... he's a, a traitor if he moved to Pakistan or no? I don't know necessarily. I mean, the partition was a whole big messy thing. So yeah, we don't need to get into that. <laughs> yeah. But he's onto her like immediately. Yeah. Yeah, but I wasn't sure if uh, I mean they were really leaning into making him seem shifty, and so Which, I wasn't sure yeah. if he was going to be a double agent. I That's part what of me I was thought, thinking. Yeah, oh. I thought at a certain point he was going to you know find her out a little or do something and be like, shh, like we're on the same side. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. but so he's like Snape. Or you think he's a bad guy? <laughs> Maybe that's that's what I, I was like. It seems too obvious that he's gonna be, you know, trying to catch her on things. So I, I, I was I was on the same lines as you, Candace, on that. Mm-hmm. But we also find out here that her husband likes jazz. Her husband, whose name is Iqbal, likes jazz. Okay. <laughs> Which I just as as a, someone who is casually less like like jazz, I was like, oh, that's a nice touch. And <laughs> I like cool. proper jazz as well. My grandfather was a professional jazz drummer. Oh, so very I, cool. Like, yeah, not not like the. They, I think they make a comment even about like, well, not that kind, but like yeah. real jazz. Well, like, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> as she spies, they bring work home a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which reminds me. In the Spy Museum's Volunteer Lounge, there is an ad from the DIA. Christian, you uh, may yes. remember this. Yep. Let me pull it up for you. Where it says, don't bring work home. And it shows a picture of Vladimir Putin sitting with a bunch of people at a table. <laughs> so things haven't changed that much. It's a good yeah. thing politicians never bring classified material home. Right. Uh, right. Everybody follows the rules all the time. <laughs> so... I do like when she's doing all the spy stuff. She's like setting up, you know, where she like goes to the roof and connects a wire to the transmitter mm-hmm. and like sets it up to her bathroom so she can transmit her morse uh, from the bathroom mm-hmm. and plant yeah. some bugs and stuff. Oh, yeah. Planting all the bugs. Yeah. And so what's wild about this movie is she has no support system at all. Mm-hmm. Nobody on uh, the line. Well, she has the guy downtown, but if she gets into trouble then it's all on her. Like when she's sneaking around the house. Oh yeah. Well, yeah. I feel like that's pretty standard though. Like that you'll have, you most of the time they'll be on their own and they'll have handlers and maybe some support staff, but not necessarily, especially in this era, not yeah, going to have anyone else with them in the house necessarily. They did right. say several times during her training, you know, like she'll be on her own. She's on her <laughs> own. <laughs> yeah. But it made me wonder, like, so we see this line fictional spies, but how often do we see them in non-fictional? Hmm. True. That's a fair point. I also thought, is she like the best spy we've ever seen in any of these non-fictional movies? I think in she the might be. Um, um, hmm. Well, hmm. I think the fact, I mean, that's the point. When spies do their job well, you well, don't know who the exactly. spies are. I mean, that's um, it's a, from a movie uh, we have not covered yet, The Recruit. There's a line, you know, our failures are known, our successes are not. Hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, because they the whole point of the movie is that it ends by pointing out there's like countless of countless people that we don't even know about that made these sacrifices mm-hmm. to do this type of work. Yeah. This was something I wanted to point out briefly. There's a part where it says 
someone smokes and it says smoking kills right on oh, the screen. I love that. <laughs> that was hilarious. Yeah. So I'm going to do a, a little preview. I was going to do this in Spy Fact versus Fiction, but I'll okay. do it now. According to the Hindustan Times, this was inserted in 2005, obviously to try to get people to stop smoking. Mm-hmm. But the rumor is they're going to get rid of it soon. Huh. Mm. Interesting. Wait, when was Rosie made? 2018, according to IMDb. So okay. it's very so, recent. But, but is that a rule in Indian cinema now that you, anytime you if someone shows smoking it has to pop up like that yes until it oh, gets rescinded okay okay, yeah. okay. way well, to pull well, us out of the film just don't show <laughs> the smoking but no it was it was funny yeah so she has a close call with with abdul where she's like planning the bugs and he hears the crash oh yeah so I was that was really good and she's like hiding I always think in any spy film or anything that involves sneaking around how uh it always reminds me how much easier everything must have been to be sneaky. Oh yeah, before cameras everywhere. Before so cameras, there's before, always yeah. so much stuff that can be easily gotten away with, and now you're like, well, you're not even going to check to see if someone has a camera there, or <laughs> someone might be listening. And yeah, none of this stuff could be done the same way now. I mean, it still still does happen. There are still spies. <laughs> I also wanted to point something out. There's a part where she calls Abdul uncle. Do you guys remember? It's very subtle, so I wouldn't be surprised if you don't remember it. I, I remember, but that's just cultural. That's sort of like a, a familiar, like how you call uh, a lot of people auntie and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's like an Indian yes. thing. <laughs> yeah. that, that's correct. And it's apparently also true in Pakistan as well, because that's where they are. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I just wanted to point that out. Yeah. Candace is apparently informed as well. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. I think the next sort of big climactic thing is that her father dies. And she, she actually, so she actually does go back for this funeral and this is where um her husband i think and her start to really warm to each other and mm. he gives iqbal gives uh Semat a gift which is some ankle bracelets that used to belong to her mother his mother now that's and, a great setup yeah that pays off and later they have yeah. their very first kiss as well during this mm-hmm. those anklets were really pretty too mm-hmm. i yes. made me want to get some <laughs> <laughs> yeah so she executes another part of her plan, which is to get close to a bunch of the officers she needs to by um, get, you know, becoming friends with one of the school teachers and saying, oh, I can teach the kids a song. Let me select all of these kids who happen to be the child or grandchild of all these mm-hmm. important officers. <laughs> yeah. So was that her plan all along? Because I, mm, I, so. I thought she was going after one kid. But then yeah, when she got to the, the school, it, it was like, it's like, oh, yeah, everyone here is the kid of an <laughs> officer. She's like, ooh. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I got the impression she was picking a few random just so she could put that one kid in Hopefully the Hopefully it wasn't. Yeah. Oh, well, I know that well, I recognize that some of the last names of the other ones. Like, okay, I remember. So these, the fact that I remember their last, like, oh, there's someone important there. I couldn't remember all of them. So I was like, probably mm. some, but not all necessarily. But it was, it was funny just to see that. But, yeah, nobody asked, why did you arbitrarily go through this whole <laughs> list and pick just these one yeah, that doesn't yeah. say if they're good singers or have an interest mm-hmm. in it or anything? Yeah, right. <laughs> Especially but, the one she was targeting was apparently not a good singer. And they were like, oh, he's going to need a lot of work. She's like, mm, perfect. Yeah. yeah. yeah but really she fun. does. Yeah. We might have to do extra <laughs> lessons at his house. Oh, no. Yeah. But so she does. And then we get our one musical number, which is very patriotic about, you know, my, you know, my country and I'm love for a country and that sort of thing. 
Yeah, and she seemed to really believe it, but of course, Close for her country is different. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Every, everyone's truly singing from the heart. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, there were really cute kid singers, but I do think up until that point, it's also important to note that the singing that happens outside of this number is mm-hmm. there's a lot of uh, songs that provide like exposition. Oh, yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So there's just the the soundtrack will just straight up be like just a narration story, yeah, yeah it's- i feel like in uh parmanu that was there was similar to that as well they had so that that songs that were telling you what the story is basically even though there wasn't like uh-huh. yeah, uh, mm-hmm. them singing it necessarily i don't remember them i know there was a great cheese sequence where they had music but the music uh. had no words so I thought the the stuff with the kids was great. It definitely mixed up the dynamic. But mm-hmm. how many spy movies have you known where the spy gets in close with a kid <laughs> in order to accomplish their mission? Mm-hmm. Not too many. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like there's. I've probably I'm, seen. There's some. a few. I'm sure there's a few. Like the only well, the one that I'm thinking of is like not necessarily is um uh, long kiss goodnight, but that's her kid. You're right. It's yeah, not, it's a, not a someone else's kid. kid. Yeah, I uh, think there's kids used quite a lot. It's just not necessary. It's it's how they're used. I mean, there's always children being used in, in oh, countless uh, of these. Munich. Mm. Yeah. There's the little girl. Yeah. And then, yeah, they use kids for like messengers and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, kids are used as messengers and spies all the time because they're kids. Like, yeah. that's yeah. pretty common, I think. So something else I wanted to point out is when she, her driver, she is a driver. Cool. Mm-hmm. And he is a Crush India sticker. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It almost made me wonder if they like forgot she was Indian. Yes. Well, they pointed out later that her father does actually, or not her father, her husband's father, uh, the general, actually does, because there's like this part where her husband is talking with the father and says, you know, the situation in India is really heating up, and you know, we're gonna have to. You know, I I just hate that this is gonna happen and all that sort of and you know why do those damn Indians kind of thing and like and then it's like and then he the husband apologizes. There's like sometimes you know he forgets that you're Indian. Yeah. So yes, they do literally. They, they and they mention it another time too, like oh you'll adjust, but you know we we understand at first it might be a little hard to hear us constantly talk about destroying your country. <laughs> right. It's pretty pretty wild. It almost reminds you of like the Civil War, mm, where it's like yeah. brother against brother. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. So in the house of that one child that she's, you know, doing extra lessons with, she does sneak around and finds maps and plans, including a submarine design, mm-hmm. which is very important. She transmits that that information back to her handlers. Mm-hmm. This is pre, you know, take a quick cell phone picture. So she, <laughs> yeah. has, to, she has to remember it. And yeah, yeah. I also liked how when it gets there, the guy is like, the agent is not informed enough to know what it kind of submarine it was mm-hmm. it felt very grounded as yeah. opposed to someone like james bond who's just an expert on everything right <laughs> yeah. oh yeah that's the hk whatever submarine but that was also a point of frustration to say you know she's giving accurate intel but they were like well until it's cor- corroborated we can't uh, do anything with yeah. it and you're like oh my god this might lead to something bad but mm-hmm. i mean that was what was great about among, among other things i liked how grounded it was mm-hmm. and felt for the most part okay i'm very curious so Uh here's the next big thing is that everyone all of the higher-ups of the military get summoned for this big important meeting including her father-in-law and so simat uses this opportunity to sneak around and grab his copy of the folder that she found in the other general's house and Uh grabs it and is takes it back to her bathroom is transmitting the info via morse code and then 
her father-in-law sends one of his um, soldiers back because they he forgot his folder. Great. And, it's where it's great. Yeah. yeah. So, and the head servant, uh, Abdul, is looking for the folder, can't find it in the general study, and mm-hmm. Simat has to sneak it back in, and like, so she, you know, says, oh, is this what you're looking for? Mm-hmm. And is like, oh, whew, okay, it's all avoided. But once she thinks it's safe, that's yes. when she goes back to the bathroom, and Abdul has found the Morse transmitter. It's a great he, reveal, because yeah. it's like, she turns it, she opens the door, and he's like, there, and you get like a bop. But before we get into that, oh. I liked how after every close call, she has like a reaction. Mm-hmm. It, you yeah, know, like deep another breath, yeah. close call kind uh-huh. of. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, guys, did you connect with Seymour as a character? Oh yeah. Yeah, I, I thought she. Yeah. I thought that actress did a good job. Yeah, I thought yeah. it was uh, realistic. She was capable, uh, mm-hmm. but she wasn't too. You know, immediately flipped a switch to not having any emotions about anything <laughs> no, no, yeah. Um, but yeah she was she was very uh, mm-hmm. daring and yet realistic mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and, yeah, I thought they did a really good job with it and we'll talk more about it later there's, there's more right. about it so, at another time yeah so let's go back to the chase the, the, the so Abdul yeah, yeah. <laughs> dun 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 she's found out oh no <laughs> and then you're like I guess he's not a double agent too <laughs> yeah. yeah that moment you're like oh yeah, it's like, oh, shit, it's okay. Yeah. I wasn't like, yeah, when you get that review, I was like, is he going to help her hide it? Is it like, you should have hidden this better? No, he just runs off. So, oh, this is not good. Yeah, I, yeah. I never, I don't know about you guys. Maybe I'm in the minority here. I yeah, never I thought he was oh. going to be revealed to be Snape. I always thought he was a bad guy. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, bad guy, depending on a certain point of view. Right. Depending <laughs> on the point of view of our, our heroine, yeah. yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So in the middle of this too, we also get the, um, the handlers like getting her message back and like, code breaking it which i liked mm-hmm. is like okay it wasn't just a straight message of you know here's all these things they had to, had to decode like all right it's every you know and they, like show them doing it with like yeah, the every one letter every three yeah. letters it was like mm-hmm. what the pattern was so that it was like oh, that's pretty cool that's true yeah they threw some codes in there that was mm-hmm. nice yeah <laughs> Um, I do think that that head guy, uh, that there was also the Abdul? assistant with a scar on his face. Oh, with yeah, like yeah. the really, the kind assistant where you're kind of like, ooh, in another story, or right. if this was stretched out into a into a series or something, there'd yeah. be something with that guy at some point. The the main guy with the mustache, uh, to me, looked a little like like a, like a an Indian Johnny Knoxville. It was weird. <laughs> what, what, the, the guy with all the scars? Yeah, like the a little master? bit of his, yeah, a little bit of his face. And, and uh, the main girl looked a little bit like Jenny slate to me yes so, that i could so to me i just it was keeping some people <laughs> in track in my mind by who they kind of reminded me of because i, I remember That's before funny. you said yeah, they all looked the same to you i was like well that guy i'm like well, <laughs> he kind of looks a little like johnny knoxville well yeah all the 70s reminded me of like argo ah uh, yes you know, movies mm-hmm. like that mm-hmm. yeah so simat does catch up to abdul in a jeep this part and was then, crazy. Yeah, I did not. I was, I was like, oh, she's gonna catch up to him, and then I, she takes a breath and runs him over. Yeah. Or no, no, doesn't run him. He hits, hits. She him. hits him. Yeah. And then, and then runs him over. Runs right. him over. You and I remember at that moment being sort of proud of her, going, "Oh, she's doing the double tap. She's like actually making yeah. sure he's dead. This is great because otherwise it opens it up for him to not be dead." Uh-huh. 
Well, but I mean, I hey, she at least, she at least <laughs> did like, try to did run twice. him over. Like you see, you I think yeah. you I don't know if you see the car move, but you hear the thunk thunk. Yeah. So yeah. both sets of wheels went over him. Yeah, you see your reaction. Yeah. What was your guys's reaction? I was. I mean, like, wow, damn, she she did it. She's because yeah. she saw at that moment that was what like what she had. She's like, I don't know, I would be able to do that, but it's like, wow. Mm. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's also in that moment, it's it's like her life on mm-hmm. the line, yeah. you know? So it's it's a different, it's not, there's different motivation there, you know? Right. Yeah. She's in the heat of the moment being like, oh no, this is going to blow everything, mm-hmm. the mission, and find her out. So there's yeah. a lot riding on, <laughs> no pun intended, but uh, riding on <laughs> that. <laughs> so, um, oh my God. <laughs> but, but yeah, I, I do, I mean, I'm glad that she, not gl- I'm wow. glad in the yeah. sense that it made yeah. sense yeah. to, to mm-hmm. actually not just hit him and drive away. Yeah. Uh, but that's but did she try? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so she goes back home and, cr- and is like sobbing in the shower. Yeah, that's her first kill. They show yeah. the like uh-huh. the repercussions of that. Mm-hmm. Well, first attempted kill, right? right. Oh, so because she we thought... find out in the next scene that Abdul is in the hospital, still alive. He is calling for her brother-in-law. Whose name is yeah. um, Maboob. M- Maboob. Yeah. Keep your jokes to yourself, please. I know. I was, was, a I was... Hard. I'm so immature. I, tr- I tried, but yeah. Me too, me too Kaz. Me too. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I can do it. Be an adult. Be an adult. Yep, it's just yep. a name. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, Maboob is visiting Abdul in the hospital, trying to get any information he can, but there's not much that he can get out of him. And then, very short time later, he's dead. But. Well, also, yeah. I mean, I noticed this when he was hit. Oh, yes. He yes. was holding something, mm-hmm. and I knew that was going to come back. Oh, yes. Yeah. So, obviously, they're showing you home holding something for a reason, but he was holding a piece of that, like, the Morse, Morse transmitter. Code kit. Yeah. yeah, so. Because then there's that moment where they're like, he had some mysterious metal object, and we're going to look <laughs> into that. You're like, there's oh, only a matter yep. of time. Did you guys think she was going to need to go into the hospital and finish him off? I didn't see that. I didn't know. I th- <laughs> the yeah. pillow. Uh, I thought for a minute that she might, uh, yeah. only because they did talk about they they had in her training montage all of the stuff about you know the different pills and cyanides and things like that to mm-hmm. to use. She does use some of them, but not there. I thought oh she was. I thought she was maybe gonna have to use it then to be like, oh, I'm gonna bring him flowers, and just be like, dead. <laughs> yeah, let, let me kill you. Mm-hmm. So back in India, again, the higher-ups don't necessarily believe the intel provided by Simat. And so they're arguing again, all right, well, or her spy masters are arguing, all right, we need to trust this, but if the, all, all the other intelligence branches like Navy, or the Naval Intelligence, Army Intelligence, are like, no, we, don't ha- we haven't found anything that could come corroborate this, so mm-hmm. we will Same do old nothing. Story. Yeah. yeah. There's a situation where not never believing a girl, but yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so... Maboob is still trying to, uh, you know, investigate the death, but his father, the general, tells him that someone else who, I don't remember who, someone important in East Pakistan is murdered, so you need to stop paying attention to that. And they're yeah, he issues. like won't let it go. Yeah. Which is so great, because when did you guys think that she was going to kill him? Um, Not until she's told to, did I see that coming. Oh, really? Yeah, I didn't see yeah, it coming. Yeah, I, I don't remember. It wasn't, um, I was curious when he wasn't letting it go and he was revealing that you know Mabub was saying like oh he might have even been whispering your name, your name. yeah and she knew she knew that oh, 
he was a problem. It was just, oh, is this going to be swept into there's bigger fish mm-hmm. to fry right now? So she'll be like another close call or is that going to come up to bite her? And so yeah. I wasn't sure then. Um, but then when when you saw she had to what was he, he was the cat or something like take. Yeah, care of the that cat. was his was like, code name. Yeah, here we go. And now she's now she's experienced because yeah. she's proved she t- has what it takes to, yep. to do right. what needs to be done. So yes. I did like all of the, any time that she's on the phone, even though it's a, well, yeah, it's not a secure line. So she, they were talking in code phrases that, you know, worked as a conversation, but also if you're in the know, makes sense of what's go, what she's actually saying. Which feels very classic, almost like, I don't know, cartoon-esque but, or, or something <laughs> where it's like, ooh, the, the weather's darkening over the, you know, you're like, that's really, would you really be talking about that? Okay. Or like the cat's out of the bag and you're like, okay, yeah. It's it's great. I adore that. I I love that. So she's also told, take an umbrella. And she's like, okay, that's weird. And then someone comes up to her selling umbrellas after she leaves the market from, you know, where she's making Mm -hmm. the phone call. And her driver's like, what are you doing? Is like, you know, selling umbrellas in August or whatever month yeah, it was. October? Like October. Yeah. It would make not, sense for us to need an umbrella, but. Yeah, but it's not, not rainy season over there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, do you think that was like a sign? What? The guy just happened to come by with an umbrella and she oh. was like, oh. Oh no! no he was—he was one of the helpers. He's there's one like, of them. There's a network. Oh my gosh! Wow, you, you not, guys are smart. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's, as I know that. There were a lot of people throughout the town that were there to help her as like a network where she mm. could go if she needed to make a call or if mm-hmm. she needed help or if she felt like she was found out. So but she in was, that house, she's yeah, a, she was alone in the house, but she wasn't alone in in like t- entirely alone. And town, I do think yeah. also there was another cultural thing that made things easier in that situation. You know, like mm-hmm. the arranged marriages was she could wear her uh, oh her veil yeah. yeah, and so yeah. like she she could just put that on and walk around, you know, it's like instant disguise or instant, mm-hmm. uh, you know, being yeah. more hidden. So, which is exactly why counterterrorism people are like worried about. Them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Cause they could be, it could be anybody under there. And by the way, I think I, I Googled this cause I was curious if a burqa has a different name when it has that square on mm-hmm. the front, but no, it's just a burqa. Oh, a burqa. Okay. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So she goes about getting rid of all the bugs and all the transmitters, everything that she uses, and puts them in a bag and plants them in, like, amongst Abdul's stuff. In the attic. If you put something in my parents' attic, they'll never find it. (laughs) (laughs) But she also starts to, you know, assemble my favorite part of the movie. Uh Uh-huh. The umbrella gun. Ah, yes. Does this make sense for the timeline? Um, 1978 was the... Um, the incident that we know of, but okay. so it's around that period. So it makes sense. Yeah, and it yeah. doesn't seem like highly sophisticated tech. It mm-hmm. was also just something on the end of a sharp. It, mm-hmm. She she pokes him with it. It's not yeah. like some crazy so intricate sniper gun or something. Once <laughs> they say, once they're like do the little flashback of ricin. I was like, uh, Ryston, umbrella. Oh, I know what exactly what's going to happen here. I absolutely loved. That this was the way the story went. Mm-hmm. That the, like I said, the killing leads to more killing. I thought it was great because mm-hmm. a lot of these spy movies we see the spy spies, then they get caught, and then they get arrested, and then whatever. But we don't see a lot of like them having to like cover their tracks. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, yeah, and covering their tracks in a increasingly more intense way. I mean, this mm-hmm. was somebody even closer, somebody she knew would have even more impact on the people that she's kind of starting to care for, like the husband. Mm-hmm. Uh, she knows, obviously, she's still going to put her country first, but she's there's like some affection building too, and she yeah. she knows it's going to to hurt mm-hmm. more people than mm-hmm. just herself to do this. So yeah. I have a question for you guys. Mm-hmm. How would you have felt if she had killed one more person? Do you think it would have been too silly? Mm, I don't think it would have had the impact that those two, because especially after being, you know, all right, it goes from, you know, the servant of her household to her brother-in-law. The only mm. one that could have been more is if she killed the father-in-law. Yeah, or, or her husband, which she almost does. Right. I, I think that leads to the little trifecta of yeah. the of the moment with the husband. So I don't well, think it's needed. Because yeah. her husband does die. She just doesn't kill him. Yeah. Okay, so well, yeah, that's yeah. fine. Uh, so, so hang on, one, one last quick yeah. question. So oh, yeah. this reminded me of it in Alfred Hitchcock like plot, mm. like like an old Alfred Hitchcock movie where they have to like keep killing people oh. mm-hmm. not to get caught. <laughs> just it's yeah. getting out of control. Yeah. yeah uh, so yeah, I do want to just talk about the simplicity of it, and that that's the the you know brutal beauty of the umbrella gun is that it's really just you know oh. You know, you pass someone and oh, ac- pretend that you accidentally poked them in the leg, injected at that same moment, and that's it. That's all that needs to be done. It's there's no big flashy bang. It's just so subtle and mm. quick. That's I wouldn't think of it as a gun. That's why it's more yeah, of like well, a just a distribution yeah. <laughs> or like a like a needle almost. It's mm. like a, like a syringe. Kind and then of. the part where she's like waiting for him on the staircase mm-hmm. in the burka, she looks like I says I wrote down like she looks like the angel of death. Ooh. <laughs> you know that's why she's yeah. there. Yeah. Yeah. But see, she disposes of the umbrella. She act like takes out a part of the components so that and puts them in separate trash cans so that one is just an umbrella and the rest of that is everything else. Changes her clothes. And yeah, as she's disassembling, like I'm like, yeah. good girl. She's putting the pieces in different parts. I was mm-hmm. like, good, good, good. Yeah. This is good. <laughs> she's doing it well. Yeah, I also like that that part she picks up the shopping. Is that the same part where she picks mm-hmm. up the shopping bag? So like someone had them there for her ready right. to go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, that was kind of together. proving that she had, you know, help on her plan. Yeah. Yeah. Right. But speaking of help, so we find that her whole network is getting rounded up. Yes. And we also see Maboob start to feel the effects. And basically, soon after, it smash cuts from I'm not feeling so well to his burial. Yeah. And, and the dad says something like, like, what's going on with his family? Like, mm-hmm. why do people keep yeah. dying? <laughs> she finds out that her network has been broken. So she goes to make a call, but finds out that all the lines have to India have been cut and that war is inevitable. Mm-hmm. Talking about raising the stakes. Yep. Some and then some men come to search the house now and mm-hmm. Simat, you know, gives the signal that she was told, which is leaving the bathroom light on to that so that she can be extracted. Right. But in the morning the light's still on and she's still there. And uh and then the the sort of the net is tightening mm-hmm. around her and she still has to use her cleverness to yeah. survive a little longer. Right. So, but the so next she, day, yeah, she, yeah. she that's is how she uses her cleverness, right? With the next day, go ahead. Mm-hmm. So a colonel <laughs> comes to see them actually, which is nice. Which and you think, oh, uh, she's going to be in trouble. She's getting caught. Turns out he's actually on the inside and gives her a location and a code phrase and says, you know, we're leaving two hours. That was the guy. That was the the the, the spy master guy. Was that? Yeah. What? Wasn't it like I a disguise? Yeah, I don't think it was like, yeah, because that's how she knew who he that. was. And uh, I mean, 
Uh, it looked like the same actor to me huh. uh, where maybe they just like the, they didn't know what the colonel looked like uh, and he just wore something and was that's why like she immediately walked in. Ghost Protocol. Yeah, she immediately walked in and was like, oh, hello, like it's you. Let's play along on this. And he gave the little code and like they there was no need for explanation because she knew who it was. Okay. It was that spy master guy. Oh, nope. Yeah, I'm looking at the uh, plot synopsis from IMDb, uh, from Wikipedia. You are right. That is him. That's, yep. um, <laughs> um, what's his name? Oh, I, I don't remember most people's names. Khalid Mir was his code name. Yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah. but he's pretending. He's that's that's his way of saying, I I'm just going to deliver this wow. message to you myself because it's you have to get the hell out of here now. Good eyes, Candice. <laughs> <laughs> but it, also, it did make me wonder why he didn't just take her right then and there. Yeah. He's there. He's got a car. Yeah, it would have looked kind of suspicious. It's but... very suspicious, yeah. Mm. Anyway, <clears throat> so... He was she already, also, like, yeah. pretending to be someone else, so you mm. couldn't, you know... It, it, All right. Seemed like an okay plan to start. Yeah. Yeah. So we also find, or she finds out that their signals from the house have been in, you know, intercepted. So they, they have the house under surveillance. No one can get in or out without, you know, permission. So Simat calls a colonel's wife, a different colonel this time, to talk to her and try to get her out of the house. Mm-hmm. And also has her talk to other people to avoid Simat and also her sister-in-law for making mm-hmm. a statement. Yeah, she puts, uh, she's the power of the ladies yeah, to be like, yep. you know what? But, you know, she just lost her husband. She doesn't need to be interrogated. Let's mm-hmm. not do this. And like, you know what? You're right. You're right. And as this is all going on, the soldiers find the Morse unit in Ahmed's belonging. Something's happening, and this is where yeah. we get the payoff with the with the beat. Well, yeah, no, because there yeah. was there was the setup, which was clear. I mean, I noticed it as a I little awkward, and I was like, yeah. "Well, they're setting they're setting this up." Um, the foreshadowing there was was strong after she hid the um, the gear in the upper right. area yeah. after she hit all the gear and planted it she was coming down off of a stool and sort of like scrapes Stumbles. her she yeah. like yeah. scrapes her ankle a little or something and then just walks away and we don't hear anything of it then <laughs> but yeah. it comes back and you find out that when that happened uh-oh and here's popped, where i said there was an obvious cgi Oh, was that like the was little, the yeah, that's what I was thinking is that there's a little bead that like you see it just right in perfect frame fall uh, off. Eh, I didn't even uh, know to I me, that didn't seem CGI. That was just no. uh, using uh, the right it, focus. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, that, that that called out to me. But, you know, but I was like, I didn't ding it for that. I was like, oh, OK, that's definitely CGI. But, you know, I guess that's unless that's the only real way you can make, make that happen. Yeah. Well, I also noticed we forgot to talk about this, what the. The piece of the the radio, mm-hmm. they sweep it for Prince, and they also oh, yeah. sweep the truck for Prince. I guess she's not in the system, mm-hmm. or else well, they I mean, would why would she water. be? Well, isn't it like a police state? I don't know. Uh, I don't know. Did she did they go, don't get That's fingerprinted true. when you immigrate? That was huh. that was a, a, a thing they left a, a, a thread they left hanging. You know, they're like, oh, everything's gonna be dusted for. Pr-. Oh no, they brought it up later. Actually, they said yeah. there was a lot of different prints. Oh it. yes. Oh. That would so make sense. it was inconclusive or whatever, which was mm-hmm. a, a lucky break for her. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so Iqbal is con- conflicted because, and she opens his wallet for some reason. Oh, and she sees the photo of herself, but then also sees the piece of the ankle bracelet in the wallet. Right. Like, the photo. She, yeah, she finds out 
that he he knows about her. Yeah. He's he's found it and then he's gonna question her or something. So yeah. this is so immediately she's he's in the bathroom and she is standing outside of the bathroom waiting for her waiting for him with a gun. A giant Presumably gun. his gun. A gun as big as she is. <laughs> oh, it didn't strike me as too giant. No, I mean, <laughs> just relatively, I mean, she's a, you know, smaller, so, right. yeah, any sort of gun would look big. Um, mm-hmm. But, so they're about to have this big confrontation, but then a kid comes in. Do you guys think she was going to shoot him at this part? Saved by the child. It, um, it, well, uh, I thought so. I did. I 1,000% thought she was going to shoot him. Yeah, I mean, she definitely was going to, but I wonder if her hesitation, because you find out at this point, she's pretty smart and you know she's already done some social manipulation and she's Mm -hmm. got the grit and you know she's uh killed before (laughs) like she's done what she needs to do but then also if you shoot somebody what attention is that going to draw especially with a house full of soldiers exactly (laughs) so i mean i I don't think it's an immediate i'm gonna kill you because this is an okay situation it's uh i'm gonna threaten you and we're gonna stand here with a oh shit what do we do kind of moment (laughs) i don't know if she yeah i don't know if she thought about it like all the way it was just oh no he knows what are we gonna do and that was that was the only oh how convenient moment when the kid runs in (laughs) well it is a movie yeah, exactly. And what do you what do you guys think of our heroine taking a child hostage? <laughs> I was surprised and a little bit shocked. Like, oh, I mean, I, I, I presumed he she wouldn't actually hurt him, but yeah, Iqbal doesn't know him. that. Mm. I think it was clever. She was doing what yeah. she had to do. She she's she proved that she was capable of you know course correcting and taking each situation in a way that could. I don't know. She was she was good. She was good at being a spy. I think. Watch out! I'm crazy. I'll do anything. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, if it gets her out of there, yeah. Well, reports to his father, who was furious that this has happened, and Simat goes to the extraction point, but her team, who's about to extract her, notices all these agents everywhere, so they abort. Or and... do they? Or do they? This is yes, another they crazy. No, they, they had a, they had they a plan A did. and a plan B. You yeah. know, yeah. that's as any good little spy team should. Yeah. They have contingencies. And so. so- Simat is there with her uh, veil on and Iqbal approaches her and so the, the team goes to plan B which is to hit her with a tranquilizer and then throw a grenade right between the two of them and kill both of them. Was the tranquilizer just a sense of like just being humane saying let's just knock her out before or this? so that she wouldn't say anything? I was confused by this too. <laughs> yeah, like if you're about to blow, I don't. That know. Maybe it was that. Up. I don't know. Yeah, but yeah. So there's a big explosion. They're both seemingly dead. I, I think they are both dead. Yeah. Yes. The first time I saw it, I wasn't sure. I was like, "Is it a stun grenade?" But no, I think no, they're not, they're lying. Not they're, they're not moving. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I do. I I've I don't know. I feel like the the tranquilizer though must have been just as like a kindness, thinking maybe. it was you no. Know, a member of their team and they're like, well, let's have her go out by dart rather than grenade, even though yeah. the grenade's going to be right after. Yeah, that was wild. It was a wild part. I kind of yeah. loved it. Yeah, it was just so was crazy. very surprising and shocking. <laughs> yeah. Did the romance work for you guys? Yeah. Oh, Between yeah. like husband and wife? Mm-hmm. Between uh, Iqbal and Samad. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think it worked because uh, it, it was a nice slow burn. It mm-hmm. was... Mm-hmm. Uh, what I had mentioned at the beginning, that moment when they're standing with the gun and, and you know, he's he's like, 
kind of telling her he understands mm-hmm. why she's doing what she's doing and mm. they both suck and uh, like like they feel like it's the situation sucks you know they're both kind right. of like ah but this is terrible like they they both have they're wrestling with something they they understand why it's come to the way that it is and yep. you know there i think there was a genuine uh relationship there i mean obviously they they proved that, you know, there were feelings mm-hmm. and although, you know, he's also a good son and he immediately ratted her out, you know, yep. there was oh. a moment where the, she could have been like, well, let's give it a minute, you know, before I say <laughs> she was, she was this mole living in our, our home. But no, he immediately went and was like, yeah, mm-hmm. well, my wife's the, the bad guy. Let's go get her. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so the Indian agents are back at a safe house and they get a knock on the door and it's Simat still alive. Yeah, she got there on her own. She apparently traded places with another agent, the, some, the uh, other worker, who, or the other the woman who worked in the shop where she was making phone yeah. calls. The classic switcheroo. Yeah. Well, okay, so here's another thing that just occurred to me. Do you think Sima knew she was, like, signing her death warrant by doing no. that? No, no, she did not. Yeah. Not necessarily, but I think it's... Uh... I mean, there might have been a risk, but she didn't think that... Well, she mm. didn't think it would be her own people killing her. That she clearly didn't think it was going to be them based on her reaction. Yeah. But based on doing the switch and the change, she knew she was being followed. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's just, yeah, just another way to, to get away. I think based on her reaction, things escalated out of her control quickly. Yeah. 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 So she confronts the, her spy master about killing Iqbal and says that, you know, what's, you know, what, what was the point of that and that she wants out? Yeah, she's like devastated. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But it's it's funny because she, you know, yeah, she's she's gotten attached and she's all these things have happened. She's like, why? But then he just throws it right back on her saying, you know, country first. We do whatever it takes. <laughs> like, you signed up for this, you know? But she doesn't seem to believe it anymore. Yeah, yeah. So is this the moment that she kind of breaks? I'd in say a way? so. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because I I found the end personally a little bit of a quick and weird twist yeah yeah it was, i it was, was not pleased with that very yeah. end yeah do you want to expand on that <laughs> yeah so i mean i i do think uh it was fine that okay you find out oh she's pregnant and mm-hmm. she doesn't want to she says she doesn't want to kill another person and she actually did care about you know her husband so she's gonna have that kid and then all of a sudden it's like a quick cut to her in what seemed like some sort of like asylum or something I, would, I didn't with bars think on the that. windows. Were and there she just... bars on the window? I thought that was just, she was just living out a house, in, like in the middle yeah. of nowhere, like mm-hmm. you know. Really? Okay, because yeah. I I might have misinterpreted, and I could have watched it again or to to double check. I, you know, but yeah. to me, it just seemed really weird, uh, a weird twist that seemed not just like, and then she just lives her life, you know. It's a weird tonal shift because her story ends in an extremely dark manner. Her illusions about her country are gone. She's lost her father. She's lost her love of her life. And like, what does she have to live for? And then we get we go back to the carrier and everyone's happy. Well, everyone's happy because the higher ups, you know, right after that have found corroborating evidence of Pakistan's submarine. They yeah. go and take the submarine. They have the war. And then there's a ceasefire. It's all very quick. Right. Uh, all of that happens. And then back to the carrier. Right. Yeah, it's it's a way of you know she's like, but what was it all for? You know, kind of moment, and, and then this, you, the, the quick little the quick little montage going well because the piece of information that you gave saved ended up being one of yeah. the two things that we needed to prove that this was going to happen, and it saved a bunch of lives and it ended the war or whatever. So you're like, oh, okay, 
But even that, it's like even knowing that, it just seemed like they don't, yeah, they don't have any moment where they come back to her and kind of like, yeah, I was waiting for them to come back to her Mm -hmm. after all of that. Yeah, they just show her like depressed and pregnant, and then they just show her kind of like alone. And I I don't know, the end just was very messy to Mm -hmm. me. Yeah, Yeah, they didn't really commit to here's the point. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I guess you could say like she was a pawn that was sacrificed, but then if she was sacrificed commit to that yeah so there was totally a weird tonal shift where she's sad and then everybody else is happy yeah you know because you know what it reminded me of was munich yeah i could see that yeah except you don't get that cathartic ending because it's like oh is this gonna be drudgery for forever Mm -hmm. yeah you get the uh the classic screen with the text saying you know like there are countless untold stories just like these kind of i was waiting for uh, basically what happened to her and all that but so apparently, and I did a little bit of reading on this, and this is almost into our spy factors fiction, but mm-hmm. so this is based on a novel called Calling Simat, which is details a true story, but the name her name was changed to conceal her identity, and but she has since the actor the person this is based on was since passed. But I was like, I was waiting for that, you know, what happened to her the rest of mm-hmm. her life kind of deal, which is usually when we get that text at the end. Yeah, I mean, you either want to have the conclusion of her character or whatever, Mm -hmm. um, realizing it was worth it or realizing Mm. it wasn't worth it. You know what I mean? It's just like, just give us one. Yeah, the like, that moment moment (laughs) of you did all this, was country above everything else worth it because what you did helped end the war? Or look how much you lost like right. from a as as a person, you know, and was that sacrifice worth yeah. it? So and, and, it just yeah. yeah, we didn't get to see what she thought really. And if the movie is saying audience, you decide for yourself. We need a little bit of that too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Although I will say I did not put together <laughs> That it was her son at the end on the carry. I was like, why are they well, showing this one? Yeah. And I'm sure it had like a name tag or something, but yeah, I, forgot. Sorry, yeah. Sorry. Yeah. I forgot names at that point. And it was, <laughs> you know, I was just like, mm-hmm, okay. Cause it, I was a little annoyed at how quickly it rushed yeah. to the end that I was like, I don't, I don't know who that is. <laughs> I was like, some guy. Yeah. <laughs> also, apparently, the guy who's making the big speech is the assistant to the spy master, aged oh, up. How oh, you know? so did he have the scar on his cheek? Yeah. Okay, wow. that's why he had the scar on his cheek. Okay, that mm-hmm. makes sense. Yeah. I don't know if I would agree with the casting because I don't think that looked like the yeah, it wasn't of that guy. That's until I was, was reading the Wikipedia summary, that was like, oh, that was supposed to be that guy. Okay, yeah. no, I didn't get that really. Yeah, I'd say the last, the last like five minutes of this film kind of falls apart. Like, well, a bit, it's yeah. doing so well for so long. I was like, oh, this is good. I'm enjoying this. This is, you know, better than I. I went in neutral, but you mm-hmm. know, I was enjoying it and then at the very end I'm like well that didn't stick the landing okay <laughs> I wonder if some executive was like all right we need to stay. Yeah. bring back the carrier <laughs> exactly it, it crossed the finish line but it fell yeah. I think and kind of stumbled and scraped some knees getting over there mm-hmm. all right so, so that's the end of our movie shall we go into our spy fact versus spy fiction Okay. So, Zach, what do you have? Because I've got the umbrella gun, and I would love to talk about that. But if you have anything else... Okay, so this is it. the part where I ruin the movie for you guys. Okay, so let's hear it. The movie has already been ruined. <laughs> if anyone hasn't seen this, this is chock full. It's action-packed with spoilers. So. Oh, no, not, not that kind of ruin. Not that it's kind of ruin. Okay. Yeah. The, my article is the true story of Samat, the Indian spy who inspired Alia Bhatt's Razi from India TV. 
So basically, the only parts of the movie that's true is you had Simat, she had an arranged marriage, married a Pakistani soldier, colonel, officer, provided classified information about the submarine in question, the mm -hmm. INS Virat. So she saved it and then came back pregnant with her husband's child. Okay. That sounds like the movie right there. It looks like a lot. Well, she didn't kill anybody oh. <laughs> to maintain her cover. Didn't use an umbrella gun. It's based, based <laughs> on a true story. You got to add some sizzle, you know? Right. So a lot of that stuff. Is, yeah. So the basics are true. Also, her dad was a Kashmiri businessman and a spy as well. No hmm. word on whether he died of cancer, you know, okay. four months into the job. All right. Okay. And we don't know if she actually saved baby squirrels, but I'm <laughs> going right. to say that she did. I need that go. part to be yeah. true. <laughs> and then according to Wikipedia about the, the war, we didn't really talk about the whole Mukti army. That was mm. in the beginning of the movie and it had no payoff, so we didn't talk about it. <laughs> but the war began with Pakistan conducting airstrikes on Indian air stations. And it was basically the Bengalis were trying to become separated from Pakistan, which they eventually did. And then it led to a whole war. Yes. But she did spy and she did help and she did save the ship. And she hmm. could have inadvertently killed some people by some of the stuff she did. We don't know. That's true. That's true. She just didn't physically run someone over. Right. Or... Yeah. <laughs> All right, Christian, how about you? All right. So I've got, like I said, the umbrella. Well, it's not technically a gun, as we talked about. It's But it's known as the uh, Bulgarian umbrella because... Most famously, one was used, and this is from Wikipedia, to murder Bulgarian dissident Yorgi Markov on September seventh, nineteen seventy eight. It's like a Molotov cocktail. It's got yeah. like a like a location for what. Oh yeah. Like so, and this happened a in a Bulgarian yeah. umbrella. Oof! I gotta use that sometime. That, you need to make a drink. Like, sorry, no, I don't mean I. I don't want to use a Bulgarian umbrella sometime. <laughs> I want to say to someone, don't oh, make me use it or an umbrella yeah. drink. As yeah, the, that's the Bulgarian, Bulgarian umbrella. Yeah, there's I, baby I, needs umbrellas. Yeah, so that needs to happen. Just Anyways. wait, but is the drink poisoned? Mm, maybe. <laughs> little, little ricin on the rim, you know, or like half of it is covered oh, in something. You're like, ooh, it's kind of a roulette, uh, a Russian roulette. Oh, all these, all these things, all yeah, these possible ways to, to die. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, so it's a umbrella with a hidden pneumatic mechanism, which injects a small poison pellet containing ricin. It has a hollowed stock in which the pellet neatly sits. So, yeah, in Waterloo on Waterloo Bridge in London, it was when the uh, injection mm -hmm. of Yogi Markov happened. He died four year days later. Um, so I first Ooh, encountered days. this uh, actually reading a James one of the James Bond continuation novels. I believe it was Zero Minus Ten by Ra Raymond Benson, and so I was like, "Oh, that's cool," and I didn't realize that and. I was like, oh, yeah, and it mentions, oh, was, uh, something similar was happened. So years later, when the Spy Museum reopened in their new location, one of their prized pieces of their collection is a replica of the Bulgarian umbrella used to kill Yorgi Markov. Mm -hmm. And I do not recall where I so I've heard this, but someone told me that the original, so the original obviously was thrown into the Thames, never to be found. This is basically the closest replication replica they have because it was not made by the original maker of the umbrella, but his son. Mm -hmm. oh. okay. Have they used another one since 1971? I mean, just so, one time. Well, if they did, and, they couldn't tell you. Yeah, yeah. No. <laughs> it's been featured in many TV shows and movies, but as far as actually being used, oh, here we go. Such an um, 
umbrella was intended to be used in the assassination of Paulo Jordan and Ronnie Casiris by the South African Civil Cooperation Bureau Death Squad, but it doesn't say anything too much about why they didn't actually use it. Oh, apparently there was also a failed assassination attempt against Bulgarian dissident journalist Vladimir Kostov the same year in the Paris metro. I don't know, have done any more research on to why the both either of them failed or weren't successful, but this yeah the Yogi Markov one is the most famous one. I see. And they have yeah it's in the spy museum because it worked. That's yeah. why it's the most <laughs> yeah, famous. Right. Replica of it is in the spy museum. It's really cool. It's one of my favorite artifacts there. Uh, thanks, Christian. Anything else? Nope, that's what I've got. All right, so now is our time for favorite quotes. All right, do a favorite quote. I I don't really have one that stands out as a favorite quote from this movie. I wish I had time to watch it a second time and and see what what stood out to me. Mm. I just have a favorite scene with the squirrels. Yeah. Right. Um, but no, I I mean I will say I maybe overarching for all of it. I did like when uh, the husband was talking to his father and said, like, she did this for her country mm-hmm. and we would have done the same. Because mm-hmm. yeah. I just thought that was a nice way to, like, kind of summarize stuff, but show his humanity and that he cared for her and understood mm-hmm. as well. So to me, I don't know. I don't have the exact quote, but that was yeah, that's a, a, li- a line that kind of sticks out yeah. to me. Yeah. Well, like, even at the end of all things, he still mm-hmm. cares about her. Yeah. yeah. And he understands. You know what I mean? It's like they get it. You know, it, it's. Mm. I, I liked that he, there was this not just moment of, but why? You know, mm-hmm. they, they got it. It was wartime. And it, there was, in essence, kind of a little bit of, respect, you know, some respect for that. Like, I get why she did what she did. And, you know, she got yeah. us kind of. See my why? Why you betray me? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, Zach, you want to go first or should I? Uh, yeah, I actually have quite a few. Uh, okay. There's a part where she dials in and says the cheeks are hurting. <laughs> about having to smile all the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, a couple moments when uh, when she opens the door, we get the reveal, and then Abdul says, "I never really trusted you." Oh, yeah. <laughs> that was great. And then similarly, after she kills Maboob, there's a part where his wife says, "Lay the table." Sir says, "He'll return early today," and it's like mm-hmm. so oh, emotional because so he sad. never will. Yeah, uh, yeah. He's I don't know about innocent, but his wife certainly is. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also. The part where he says, if you're going to shoot me, use two bullets. Mm-hmm. And then finally, another big emotional moment. He says, was anything real between us? Yeah. So those were kind of a lie, Christian. Hope I didn't yeah. steal all of them. No, I, I, so I have one, but it's long. Um, okay. So my favorite, it's from the Spymaster 2 um, Simad. He says, it's after he throws like the first thing at her and she like reacts. He's like, like I was saying, always alert. Meaning two eyes in front, two over your shoulder, and one here at the back of your head. They must always be open. But again, it doesn't pay off <laughs> in the actual know. movie. She does some good spying and being aware. Yeah. I guess with the sneaking. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, a little bit. But yeah, mm. I mean, I just thought it was like, it's a nice classic spy you know, training montage quote. Right, and it's it's a it's a level above just got to keep eyes in the back mm-hmm. of your head. You're like, yeah, no, yeah. there's there's no, they're all over the place. There's more You're than just two. Eyes. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. All right, so now it's time for our ratings on a scale of one to ten martinis. One being Avengers 1997, and ten being Ghost Protocol level. That's a new change. Well, that's subjective for you guys. <laughs> Yeah. Of those movies, but I mean, <laughs> is like great. Ten, ten being great, one being right, not, right, not okay. good. How, how do we rate Rosie? Candace, as our guest, would you like to go first? 
I guess I have to. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I I was thinking about it actually. And I guess all in all seven and a splash, maybe like Mm -hmm. a, like a, like a full seven, like a very full glass of seven. I don't know. Cause it wasn't like the best movie ever. Um, but it was better than I thought. And I, and it still had its problems and quirks. So I, mm-hmm. I enjoyed it enough, but I, I'm pretty critical. I'm pretty mean to movies usually. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, I mean, I tried, I try to take movies for what they are yeah. and yeah. enjoy yeah. them, but mm-hmm. I also, I, I watch a ton of movies and, you know, so I, I'd say probably I'd be kind to say seven ish. Okay. Well, especially as established that Bollywood <laughs> is not your favorite genre. So I think right. that's pretty good. That's, that's, yeah, to me, yeah. this didn't feel Bollywood. I mean, I understand Bollywood because it comes from where it comes from. But to mm-hmm. me, it, it's just an Indian film. Mm-hmm. It, it doesn't feel like a Bollywood film. Yeah, I see. All so, right, yeah. Zach. The temptation is to compare this to Parmani, which really isn't fair because aside from being Bollywood, they're really not that similar. Mm-hmm. So I thought this movie was quite good. I liked her needing to kill people to cover up her crimes. And I was going to give it an 8.5. I thought it was very good, but it's too long. It it just takes too long for stuff to happen. By the time I was ready for it to be over, there was still a half an hour left. (laughs) Well, they tried really hard at the end to just (laughs) put an end on there to make it faster for you. Yeah, that ending was pretty pretty wild. But I I learned some stuff. The characters were were great. I always appreciate when it's different, so I will give it an 8 out of 10. Ooh, all right. And this is how we know, I know... Further proof that you don't watch a lot of Indian cinema because I feel like three hours is almost a standard for an Indian film. Right, but I would also say those are long. Yeah. It's yeah. becoming the standard for a lot of films. Now. Also the true. overall length of films yeah. is, continues yeah. to go up. It's yeah, but I feel of... like RR is like maybe three, three and a half, if I actually remember. It is three. Yeah. Yeah. I've seen that. Hmm, this is maybe interesting. Okay, so I, I did really enjoy this film, but, th- but like Canis. I, it really fell apart at the end for me. It was just too quick. They didn't take away my enjoyment of most of the rest of the movie. I liked the spying. She actually did some spying. She did, I also liked how they had just a, a little a little taste of code breaking in there, too. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's one of those generally, you know, the ones based on a true story are much more down earth, maybe not as fantastical, and sometimes also means less spy action, but this actually had a decent amount of it. I would have given it an 8, except for that last, you know, the last 5 to 10 minutes, Mm -hmm. so I'm going to give it a 7.5 out out of 10 martinis. So we're almost all around that same... Okay. Yeah, we thought thought it was good. General consensus. Good, good, too great, but not excellent. Uh, The ending didn't bother me as much as apparently it bothered you guys. (laughs) I feel like I need to watch it again, but... You did see it twice, didn't you, Zach? Yeah. So maybe on the second viewing, we would, yeah... Mm-hmm. It all kind of comes together. Yeah. So, although uh, to me, it's it was good, but not good enough that I'm gonna put it high up in my queue to watch again right away. Fair There's enough. too many other things to see. But, yeah, yeah. If someone else wanted to watch it, I might hang out, you know, <laughs> or or pop out and come back at the end and see that's, see that's it, pretty good. at that end again. Yeah. 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 Certainly, once Abdul discovers her radio, that's when things escalate. Mm-hmm. As it should oh, yeah. be. He just was such a caricature to me. Like he was a little too. I'm the I'm the zany guy who doesn't trust you, and I'm like, okay, (laughs) all right, like simmer down. Let's let's dial that down a little. (laughs) Okay, well, Candice, thank you for joining us. Would you like to remind people what you do and where they can find you if they want to hear more? Sure, sure, yeah. And this was fun. Thank you for also recommending a film that I hadn't seen, and I had a had a nice time watching. So I am Candice, and I am. 
vice president of Women in Film and Video. Women in Film and Video is a nonprofit um, sort of educational and networking resource in the for the Mid Atlantic and beyond. Um, and I also produce and host. Uh, I'm one of three hosts and one of the producers of our podcast that we offer called Media and Monuments, which is all about screen-based media production. So we talk to people about all kinds of topics. And that's why, you know, maybe some of your listeners who enjoy movies would like to learn more about what goes into actually making them, which is great. Nice. And and yeah, you can find out all of our stuff on, uh, you can find out about Women in Film and Video at WIFV.org or our show website is MediaAndMonuments.com and all the episodes are there and you can find us anywhere. And uh, myself, I'll, uh, I can maybe send you some handles if you want to throw in show notes uh for for me i have a couple accounts but um yeah but yeah i do i also am just a visual artist and a multifaceted creative that does a variety of things media production being one of them and podcasting and stuff yeah (laughs) all righty well thank you everyone for joining us you can find us on social media at the spy fi guys on facebook twitter yes i said twitter not x and instagram (laughs) And also at our merch store at redbubble.com. Until next time, I'm Christian. And I'm Zach. And we are the SpyFi Guys, signing off. Thank you for listening to the SpyFi Guys. If you enjoyed our podcast, please be sure to give us a five-star rating on iTunes. The theme song from this podcast is Mistake the Getaway by Kevin McLeod from Incompetech.com. Licensed under Creative Commons by Attribution 3.0. Films, books, and television shows reviewed by our podcast are the intellectual property of their respective copyright holders, and no infringement is intended. This is a personal podcast. Any views, statements, or opinions expressed in this podcast are personal and belong solely to the participants. They do not represent those of people, institutions, or organizations that the participants may or may not be associated with in a professional or personal capacity unless explicitly stated. Any views or opinions are not intended to malign any religion, ethnic group, club, organization, company, or individual. You can find our podcast on social media at The Spy Fi Guys on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram.